Hey everybody, in today's episode, I get to interview Aranza, who's a field archaeologist who's originally from Mexico and is now currently working in the UK. So we talk about the differences in archaeology between Mexico and the UK. We also talk about the importance of health and safety on site, and also the fact that you never know what you're going to find. Hope you enjoy. Hi everybody, this is Throw Me in a Ditch. I'm your host, Annabelle, and I'm here today with field archaeologist Aranza Novello Franco. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you for coming. So, Aranza, um, what you do for a living? I dig in the mud. You dig in the mud? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Basically. Yeah. All right. But Um, if you put in, like, fancier words, I am a field archaeologist, a commercial archaeologist. Specialized in the field work department. Oh, how yes. beautiful did that sound? That was amazing. Yeah, thank you. I love that breakdown. <laughs> so, you dig in the mud. Yeah. In the UK, right? In the yeah. How did you end, end up, up in here? Yes. That's a very funny story. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think nobody ever thinks that they're gonna end up digging in mm-hmm. the mud in the UK. Okay. Or being an archaeologist anywhere in the UK because, you know, you grew up in your country, you grew up, like, with the archaeology that you have close by, which is, in my case, now Mexican archaeology, Mm pre-Columbian archaeology, Mm -hmm. Maya, Aztecs, Olmecs, fantastic. So you grew up in that and you're like, okay, so this is what I'm going to do in my life. And then you Mm -hmm. want to research and go, mostly you want to go to the field because it's amazing. But then at some point you're like, okay, I'm going to break the barriers of this country and trying to move to somewhere else. And then they're like, oh, come to the UK. We need people. We have amazing archaeology. And just throw yourself out there and you end up wearing full orange PPE in the middle of a field in the winter. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) But it's very fun, I have to say. I've I've had a lot of fun. That's good. How do you feel about being an orange highlighter most of the time? Well, I feel seen you feel Most, seen yes okay, that's good. <laughs> i feel like i can't hide everybody constantly knows where i am what i'm doing if i'm working and i'm really not if i want to go somewhere but everybody sees me and when i'm not wearing it they mm. will yell hey put on your pee no, oh. <laughs> so there is never you can't really escape it <laughs> you just feel like you're the center of yeah. attention <laughs> okay i feel that i feel that however have you ever successfully not been seen in your PPE. For example, have you ever been in a ditch or a pit or a feature that's too deep? Oh, oh hell yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then you're there. Oh, it was very funny because one time it was one of my first months. Is yeah. it probably my third or fourth month? And yeah. they threw me in this massive slot. It was like my my welcome to the real okay. club. Like you're yeah. not in training anymore. Mm-hmm. So they threw me in there and I was yeah. happily digging. It was slightly raining. So I just, you oh. know, got cozy inside my yeah. ditch and I was digging. And it was break time. Okay. And they called break time, but I didn't hear because I was inside <laughs> this massive hole. And nobody noticed that I was not there. So half an hour later, I was like, hey, guys, 
we meet everybody. And they were like, what? And I was wearing full PPE. Full orange. So nobody really saw me. And I was like, that was amazing. But also, I'm hungry. So can I just now get out of here? It was very funny. Oh, I do remember that. I cherish that moment. That's a great moment. It was very good. Were you like... Now you said you were like sit, sort of sitting down in your thing. Were yeah, you like I was like covered in dirt. Like, were you were you brown? Was your PPE brown? Oh no, that was oh. yesterday. Oh that, no. Yeah, because yesterday, you know, this winter is coming. Yeah. Winter is nearly here, and you're True. never prepared. Even though you're prepared, you're yeah. never. And yesterday, well, our field is a little bit trampled and and oh. muddy, so. I never thought I should, would be so dirty. Mm-hmm. And I do remember when they said, please always keep your PP clean so we can see you. And I look at myself and I was like, well, mission not successful. <laughs> so, but no, that time the teacher was just so big yeah. that I was just hiding in there okay. unintentionally. But yeah. I was kind of clean. All right. That's good. Yeah. So kind of want to start, restart. <laughs> yeah. At the very beginning of your archaeology journey oh my god experience quest okay how did it start how when did you first hear about archaeology so i have like a an official very you know smart version of why i want to be an archaeologist okay and i have the unofficial but real reason why i wanted to be an archaeologist all right and they both merged together till i found archaeology okay so when i was little yeah what i wanted to do most in life Mm -hmm. was to be a mermaid that's a vibe i really wanted to Mm -hmm. and i was waiting you know to turn 13 because i thought for some reason or some movie or something yeah, you Wasn't can never the movie. One? Yes, with the guy here. that gets yes, with yes. the theme. Yeah. So I was like, this is this is my time. This is my moment. <laughs> of course, they never turned into a mermaid. So I was like, what do I do now? So I was like, okay, <laughs> this plan is definitely not working. Okay. All right. <laughs> I I really I was really hoping, but it didn't happen. Okay. So I was like, okay, what do I do? So I'm gonna go diving, which is the closest okay. thing that you can do when you can't be a mermaid yeah so then i went into diving a little bit and i just yeah. always wanted to be like in the ocean okay. that was like one huge motivation that will come to be mm-hmm. archaeology that okay. seems that it doesn't have to do nothing to do with it mm-hmm. now but yeah. it through the years it just developed to i was like archaeology right. because in the other side my parents yeah. love to travel okay. most like Travel inside the country because Mexico is a yeah. very big country. So yeah. you never really see the whole. Mm-hmm. So when we were kids, they were like, oh, let's go to this town, to this yeah. city, to this archaeological site. And mm-hmm. my dad is from the, his family is from the Maya Peninsula, the Maya oh, okay. region. Yeah. So there's archaeology, it's beautiful there. So we mm-hmm. will constantly be going there. And okay. I mean, you find yourself on top of a pyramid just in yeah. front of the ocean. And I was like, yeah. This is what I want to do with my life. Okay. It was like the sea that was like yeah. my biggest passion. I was like, I could really be a mermaid All there. Right. Well, slash diver. Yeah. And also mix it with this love for archaeology, which yeah. I think we just have. Okay. You, you just want to explore. You're yeah. curious. You're like, this is amazing. I wanted to do big discoveries, yeah. you know. So at some point I was like, okay, archaeology right. sounds like the road yeah. to follow both things that I love. Okay. And then, of course... 
I grew up yeah. watching Indiana Jones and yes. like the mummy, yeah. like all of these. And my dad has this love for history and he was like, come, come, let's see these, let's yeah. watch like this program. Okay. And it was all about history, archaeology, mm -hmm. queer stuff. Yeah. So that's how I ended okay. up being an archaeologist. And it was not a surprise for nobody in my family yeah. when I was like, guess what I want to do? And they were yeah. like, archaeology, and I nothing then. <laughs> so they all knew. Okay. So that's right. how I ended up in archaeology. And cool. I did a lot of maritime archaeology. Okay. Like before coming to the UK, which was yeah. my main aim when yeah. I was, like when I entered archaeology. I was like, I do, I want to do underwater okay. stuff. I want to do maritime stuff. Even if you're not in the ocean, I want to do anything that relates to the ocean. Okay. So yeah, that was a little bit my, my archaeology yeah. finding that okay. I wanted to do it. Yeah. All right. That's pretty cool. It was fun. Um, what kind of maritime stuff have you done? Uh, so my first real mm. nice professional yeah. maritime stuff we were researching the mm. maritime aspects of the mexican-american war okay. which is more commonly like the the american invasion yeah commonly called okay but that was like 1845 to 1848 yeah. or something like that cool. and they had amazing ships and really? they both the mexicans and the americans yeah. they lost so many ships so now they're at the bottom of the sea in mexico so we're like let's go for it so the project yeah. among other things was researching like this shipwreck which mm -hmm. american shipwreck that apparently sank because yeah. of the mexicans were very smart in that day and they yeah. were like oh, oh i yeah. move and i move and now your ship is sinking <laughs> no come on <laughs> so we it was like a lot of maritime archaeology but also maritime yeah. anthropology to okay. understand like the maritime cultural landscapes mm -hmm. and the riverine landscapes and how people are moving and living in them and how yeah. that affects the war actually and okay. like the outcomes of battles because yeah. people have a specific mindset when they live in a specific landscape yeah. and if it's like a, a maritime landscape mm. it's a, a, like you see the world in a different way so that was fantastic because we went diving we did photogrammetry to the modeling mm. of the shipwreck uh, we did a lot of like marine geophysics, a lot of mapping and cartography and creating like yeah. data sets to like put everything piece together. Oh. It was very fun. It was very, very cool. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah. You're like, this is fun. I'm just like, those are a lot of really big words. <laughs> Not that I really understood everything. <laughs> I was little. I was just, I just finished my bachelor. I was okay. like, what can I do in this project? Yeah. But they were doing fantastic things. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. So you have your bachelor's. Do you have a master's or anything or just your bachelor's? No, just my bachelor's. Okay, cool. So you like shipwrecks? Yeah. Do you like pirate ships? Oh, I do. Like you do pirates. like pirates. I love pirates. Not Me really. Too. I mean, okay. I think I like the fashion of pirates. But okay. when you face really what a pirate was, I was yeah. like, what? Okay. I don't think I like this so All much. Right. <laughs> you know? Okay. I think, oh, yeah. I think pirates, or like the fictionalized version of pirates, are to me how mermaids are to you. Yeah. I think... I think it's like that. Yeah, yeah, You're, I know. Because yeah. I remember when I was reading Treasure Island. And I yes. was, guess what I'm reading? Yeah. Treasure Island. And you told your head to me. I'm like, what? That's my favorite book of all times. And I was like, what? And then you told me, that was like a huge mind opener for me, yeah. that the Treasure Island book yeah. is the base, 
like it was used as a base for the Treasure Planet Disney movie. And yeah. I was like, no freaking way. Yeah. I was like, that is impossible. <laughs> and then I started putting all the dots together in my mind. I was like, wow. <laughs> that was like amazing. <laughs> but I, I, I remember. Okay. And I do remember you getting your book of the history of the pirates as oh, well. Yeah. yeah, and that yep. was very cool. <sighs> yes. Oh, God. They, they are good. They are just good. And then when they mix them together, like parrots and mermaids and like sheep, yes. I'm like, I'm just like, mm, mm. that's yes. yeah, it's great. It's great. It's great. Um, do you have a fictional archaeologist that meant a lot to you growing up? So growing up, I think mm. just the usual ones. Okay. But. I just recently found yes. the fictional archaeologists that I highly love okay. and respect and look for, like look yeah. up to. I just found that about that about like eight or nine months ago when I just okay. arrived to the UK. Yeah. And that is Amelia Peabody. Okay. Which is oh, yes. the best. Is that the book series you've been yes, reading? Yes, I've okay. been reading them. Forever. I tell everybody about yeah. it. And they look at me like, yes, we know that you like that. And I'm like, guess what happened in the book? They're like, we don't care. But they still listen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, these are the books that I've been reading. It's yeah. fantastic. It's a right. fantastic uh, set of books because there are 18 or 19 of them. It's Those not just one. Those okay. are a lot. All right. And so Amelia Peabody Emerson mm -hmm. is an uh, not an archaeologist. It's an English woman for the late eighteenth okay. century, nineteenth century. So eighteen eighty five, something like that. Mm -hmm. Through 19. eighteen, yeah, through nineteen, beginning of nineteen, yeah. Oh okay. yeah, cool. So she's a very um, feminist and mm -hmm. smart English woman that well yeah. she doesn't really line up with whatever is going on in her time yeah so one time she's like you know something I'm smart I'm rich and I'm single I'm going mm. to Egypt because <laughs> I can <laughs> so she goes to Egypt okay <laughs> and with all the commodities of a woman that has like a big, you know, they like he okay. inherited a big amount of money from her dad. Yeah. That was like a scholar kind of man. So she was okay. not a dumb one. She was mm. a smart woman that she had knowledge about like yeah. history and things. So she goes okay. to Egypt and on her way, she found mm. this little damsel in distress, mm -hmm. which becomes another like hero in the books and like okay. her best friend and sister, you yeah. know. And together, they mm -hmm. find this pair of archaeologists mm -hmm. that are super sexy brothers that okay. are working in a dig, you know, all yeah. kind of Egyptologists, right. like in an amazing tomb in Amarna, yeah. in, the, in the empire of Akhenaten, and you're like, oh, that's okay. amazing. So they just stay around to help them because they are ill. Okay. But at, at some point, like her passion for this beautiful yeah. archaeology in Egypt, it just arises and, mm -hmm. and they start working together. And it's amazing because it's a murder mystery modern novel slash archaeology. So it's like everything <laughs> yeah. on one go and you're amazing. And Amelia Peabody is fantastic. So she's a smart okay. cookie that always solves the mysteries. All right. And somehow they just, every year they end up in front of a dead body <laughs> and they have to solve what happened. <laughs> so it's like a roller coaster of emotions. You have romance, you have yeah. archaeology, you have riddles, you have murder mystery, and you yeah. have a lot of character development because okay. the first book she's, like 32 mm -hmm. 
And the last book, she's like 55 or something. Okay. So they actually go through the years. They have a son, the son grows up, he becomes an archaeologist. Okay. You have a lot of development like in every way. Yeah. It's amazing. And they're okay. funny and they're sassy and they're clever. Yeah. It's so good. So I think that is my favorite fictional uh, archaeology right. piece of art or yeah. character okay. now. Yes. Oh, and she's cool. fantastic. Yeah, I do need to read those books. You really need you them. Keep telling I me have I need them to all. Read them. Yeah, I know. I will. I will get them in PDF for you, or like okay, Kindle or something, so and just much. send them over <laughs> and be like, "And I will have you read this already." <laughs> and just look at you like constantly <laughs> nag at you and be like, "Have you?" <laughs> awesome. So I do. And need it's to so read cool. Those. It sounds really interesting. It's very funny. Okay. Now you keep saying like there's like a murder that they need to solve. Yeah. Do people get, like, suspicious of them? Are they like, why do people keep dying around you? So, it's it's weird. Okay. Because they will mm-hmm. feel, like, suspicious on them, at like, at the beginning. Yeah. But because of the, the, the context where this book, where this uh, series of books were written, mm-hmm. they have a lot of, it's like colonialism, to say, okay, like that. Okay, yeah. Which is not in a bad way. It's just in, like... Okay. like we are the priests you know so we yeah. come to egypt to understand these crazy mm-hmm. wild ones however yeah they are best friends and like like nearly okay. family with a lot of people like egyptians that are okay grow to be their friends and allies yeah. and co-workers and stuff okay. so it's like a weird mixture of we are the best but mm-hmm. also you are but not as us so okay. and then right. they 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 have this it, it, they have this vibe of like they're very mystical so somehow mm. because they're always in front of a crime or a murder or a freaking something that happens in the tomb that they are working on yeah first they're like oh my god why are you killing people and yeah. then at the end they're like please help us father of course <laughs> to solve this mystery <laughs> so the, the the egyptian people that are around mm. them have this the sense of awe for them, the sense of like respect because they think mm-hmm. that they're kind of magicians, like that they have okay. some magic, some some mystic power somewhere. Yeah. So that they ask them to come and help them solve the mystery. But they mm-hmm. just get involved in them because it's not just a random person that died. Yeah. It's for example somebody from the antiquity department or some antiquity oh. dealer that they are oh. treating like with. Or somebody that broke into the tomb that they were excavating. So it's like, oh my God, the course of the tomb. So it's very cleverly put around. So it's just just like, oh my God, we found somebody dead in the river. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we invite the director of the antiquity department to the tomb and boom, next day he's dead. (laughs) So it's very funny. Are they like, it's the curse. Because that's what I would be like. Yes, hell okay. yeah. And he, like, the the husband of Familia, he's like, there are no courses in this. I, I am the only one that will curse if you come near my yeah. bed. And, but and the Egyptians, because they are not the civilized Brits, yeah. they will think more, like, they will be more inclined to believe in courses. So okay. you can see a lot of social interactions of the time because yeah. this is not a, 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 a new book. This was written, like, 50 or 60 years ago. It, it is not new. The author recently died. 
Oh. So, my, my her, I'm not that old. Okay. So, but she died at, like, I think, 90 or something. Okay. And uh, she just continued writing and writing and writing. And the last yeah. book is not even a closure of the story. It's just that she died halfway through writing it. <laughs> so, she could have continued <laughs> this thing if it wasn't because okay. life, you know, right, yeah. got in the way. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They're very funny. I do yeah. recommend it to anybody that likes a good yeah. murder mystery and that likes archaeology as well. Oh, it's yeah. very good. So it's um, the Amelia Peabody Emerson? Um, so, yeah. The name of the book is Amelia Peabody okay. Murder Mystery. Okay. And the author is Elizabeth Peters. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right. But Emerson is like the name of her husband. So she calls oh. herself Amelia Peabody Emerson because the husband. But her proper name is just a million people. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's good. It's awesome. still funny. Cool. So, sort of going along the lines of that. Yeah. Because you're talking about, like, you know, people going to different countries to doing archaeology and stuff. Yeah. What is the biggest difference between doing archaeology in Mexico and archaeology in the UK? There are two main differences. Oh, no. And... What? The first one is going to sound very bad, and I do apologize to my fellow archaeologists in Mexico. Yeah. Health and safety. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Okay. All yes. Right. All, all the right. rules and regulations in the UK for commercial archaeologists, because you're formally employed as a, as a commercial archaeologist. It's yeah. not like any random job you picked up. Mm-hmm. You are employed by a company that specializes in that. And they do take care of you. Yeah. They pro- they properly take care of you. Sometimes yeah. we're so annoyed. We're like, oh my God, all these regulations. <laughs> yeah. But they do take care of you. So yeah. you know that you're going to be fine. You're okay. not going to die out there. Yeah. <laughs> you may sleep or trip, but that's okay. Yeah. So that is something that in Mexico, because commercial archaeology is not really a thing. Okay. We do more research archaeology. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly tied to the universities. Okay. Only massive projects mm-hmm. and mostly government projects would yeah. get commercial archaeologists okay. to go on project demand yeah. to do the mitigation, the assessment of the archaeological mm-hmm. like features that there may or may not be and stuff. Yeah. But it's not a thing. Like you don't okay. really have any company that will be a commercial archaeology company. Mm-hmm. So all these health and safety rules, regulations and and vertices to follow, they just don't yeah. exist. So Okay. Yeah, they will give you a helmet, you know, a hard hat, yeah. and they will tell you, don't die, please. Just don't jump into a hole that looks dangerous and try not to be around, whatever. I and mean, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, because why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that is one of the reasons why the UK yeah. is such a... Is this place where we yeah. all, as archaeologists, collide. I yeah. mean... In the company, we have people from everywhere. Yeah, we from do. From freaking yeah. everywhere. From Mexico, South Africa, yeah. Canada, Australia, the US, yeah. Spain, Italy. You have yeah. people from everywhere because they have established archaeology as a proper mm-hmm. job. Yeah. And you can make a living out of it. Yeah. You know, you, you, you agree when I say? Yeah, exactly. You might not become a millionaire. <laughs> Hell no. Well, <laughs> like, you know, you can't make a living. Exactly. You can't pay your rent. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You can't pay your rent without health and safety regulations exactly. in place. So even though we sometimes complain, we all follow because we know that the they time. keep us happy <laughs> and safe. And that is, I think, 
something that really amazed me and mm -hmm. I was like this is great because I do feel like if I go out there anything happens or maybe anything mm -hmm. and I, nothing will happen but you have that security because you yeah. know that you're following everything that they're looking after you and that just feels good because yeah. in your working environment they're taking care of you oh yeah so that is great yeah, yeah exactly like even you know you know how I am on site there was a while where I would always like get like cuts and scrapes on my hands <laughs> I know all the time and I just walk up to her supervisor and just look at them and they're like <laughs> You need a band-aid. was like, yes, please. <laughs> please. I the first thing they think is, not again. I literally, you just see it in their eyes and they're like, oh, man. That's true. Oh. But they have a bandage for you, don't they? Exactly. All the time. They have a procedure to follow. Yes. If you get the slightly, like the slightly is just cut or whatever. Yeah. So that is great. It is. And you have like an insurance and you have like yeah. job security. And yeah, stuff. exactly. So that is great. And yeah. that is the big main difference okay. with archaeology that I see here and in Mexico. But now it can't, I can't compare them because they yeah. are not the same like working systems. However, okay. this is a big thing to point out, I think, that we are okay. missing in Mexico now. However, now archaeology is developing much more and hopefully mm -hmm. we will get to a point where we will establish all of these um, mm -hmm basic needs yeah. for any employee okay and for any i mean in archaeology now yeah and the other big difference is just archaeology i mean come on yeah that's true <laughs> i mean come on i mean we got a bunch of stuff here in the UK. <laughs> yeah I mean, you got a bunch of stuff in mexico too yeah i mean the difference is that in mexico archaeology is just monumental it's amazing yes. it's like mind-blowing you can just sit there and yeah. feed your soul with all the beautiful archaeology yeah. here in the uk it's not as evident, you okay, know, yeah. it's not as you are want to walk through a field, let me like look at that beautiful Roman whatever. Yeah. No, you have to strip the topsoil <laughs> to yeah. find the archaeology. <laughs> so it's not as amazing, yeah. but some stuff for others. Yeah. And when you come to UK, you have to get rid of whatever you thought archaeology is. Okay. Because you're going to come to a place where they have different methodologies, different views mm -hmm. of what archaeology is and sh how should it be worked with, uh, yeah. how it should be dug, how it should be recorded, everything. Yeah. It is still archaeology and we mm -hmm. have like a common academic background. However, yeah. it's just like arriving into a whole new world and really learning okay. things that you thought you knew. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. What's your favorite thing or what do you think is the most interesting thing for you in uk archaeology the random stuff that you can find like yeah, one time we found, horse. Horse. we found a horse you found a horse we found a horse it was the last day of the dick oh no, oh, they, no. yes i know because that's just how it is it's always on the last day it's of the always day the side <laughs> was due to like the next day and we were like oh you know collecting the finds on the surface yeah tagging them and yeah. somebody was like look at this bone and pulled it yeah <laughs> and it sounded like a joint like broke like oh something and they were like i think there's a joint there i'm gonna dig a little bit to get the other piece of the bone yeah. oh my god there is another bone attached to it and another it ended up being a whole horse and it was <laughs> perfectly preserved oh my god and i was like this is gorgeous <laughs> however seriously <laughs> so 
So <laughs> I am so happy I wasn't on that site because I would have been the one to find it. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> and then I just would have yelled at the supervisor, just be like, "Can you come here? <laughs> Can you please come for a bit?" <laughs> I won't tell them what it is. Oh no! <laughs> I'll be like, "Just check that for me, right?" And they'll be like, "Oh, oh no! Why'd you have to find a hole?" Oh no! <laughs> and I'll be like. I did. And you like it? I know. Look at that. I found it. Exactly. Yeah, that was good. And that's, I've never seen something so cool in my life. (laughs) It was like, that is freaking amazing. Because when they actually uncovered the whole thing, it was just like lying in the side and it looked so happy. You know, I mean, it was dead. It looked happy. It was fantastic. And I was like, this is something you just don't find. For example, in Mexico, because, well, we did not have horses, you know, so you will not find anything like that. And it was probably not as old. So it was not, for example, it was probably late Roman or something because the preservation was amazing. Yeah. And even though we were not expecting to find anything so late in that site, it was just like, ta-da, I'm here. It was great. So that was very fun. That's cool. Yeah. But that's that's the thing. You never know what you're going to find because everything is just underground. So if you go, I don't know, to Italy, you know that there's a temple and that there are columns and that there are stuff. So you kind of prepare yourself for what is coming. It will surprise you. Yeah. Yes. But you're like, you're in the middle of the magnificence of it. That's true. But here... Is like, you know, like opening a little cake and surprise, <laughs> what's know. in it? Yeah. <laughs> you never know what you're, sometimes you find nothing. That's very and true. And sometimes yeah. you find a dog or a horse. Yeah. So, or like a human. <laughs> that so, has happened. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty cool because it's like surprise. Yeah. And it is just nice to see how even when you don't have anything in the surface, like in the outside, I mean, like yeah. rocks or buildings and stuff, you still can get around what was going on, make up entire villages, areas, Mm -hmm. um, areas of like, how do you call it when they manufacture something like specific areas? Like in the community? Something like that. Yeah. Um, Like different occupational layers. Yeah. Like workshops, if they did nails, if they did pottery, if they did everything. But because nothing is in the surface, it's like a little kinder kinder egg, you know, that you open and you have the surprise inside. That's how it is in the UK, I think. Yeah, it's nice. It is. It's It's cold and muddy. It is very cold. Is that like your least favorite aspect? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Because lately I've been having very cold days and I'm reconsidering my life choices. But I get home and I get warm and I'm like, okay, Okay. now I'm back at it. I like it. And then the next day I'm like, what am I doing here? Oh, no. It's very cold. Yeah. (laughs) The summer was great, but the winter is not so great. Okay. All right. Um,. Your like ideal digging temperature then like a nice sunny summer day. Oh yeah, my yeah. ideal digging temperature. Yeah. Is something that would not be ideal for anybody else, I guess, because I okay. like the hot, humid, no, oceany vibe. Like you know when okay. you go to the beach, yeah, and there is this heat and you're sweating and it's yeah. humid. I yeah. love it. No, I love you. it. No, I know. Uh, see, I like the water. <laughs> I like the ocean breeze. Yeah. I I don't like the humid, the humidity. No, the no. The heat, the sun. No. <laughs> the sun touching your beautiful skin. Yeah, no. the sun, no, thank no, you. No, no, no. Nope. I love it because 
you can be fully covered like you know like when you're in the desert that you have yeah. like everything covered like a mummy yeah. and you're digging and you make this little micro environment inside all your clothes That's and you're just happy <laughs> and then you turn around and you see the sun beautiful yeah. and uh, yeah i love it okay yeah that that I would, that would be <laughs> ideal for me <laughs> all right um is there anything like that you watch on tv or read that you would suggest that people who are interested in getting into archaeology watch or read? Or just do you think they should just vibe? <laughs> so you mean if there is something I suggest for people to watch or consume so they yeah. get into archaeology or like interest, take an yeah. interest on it? Mm, so I don't I don't know. Okay. I think I think there are two ways of getting into archaeology. Okay. The first is the adventure movies and series and shows and everything yeah. that we have always talked about. Yeah. Indiana Jones and the mummy and the librarians yeah. and all of these yeah. and the pirates of the Caribbean and yeah. everything that just sparks your curiosity yeah. for a specific, um, yeah, for archaeology in general. Yeah. And the other one is just being out there. Like, yeah. go to an archaeological site, go to the cathedral, go yeah. to the historical building, go there and see stuff. And, and if you get the chance to travel a little bit, then just yeah. go to, like, the mall and, you know, the cafe. Go yeah. to an archaeological place. And that really sparks your curiosity. But okay. nowadays, we're in the best moment, I would say, in archaeology, yeah. in, in the archaeology heritage engagement and outreach like yeah. archaeologists and in every different levels and different parts mm -hmm. of the world are engaging along with the general public because yeah. we're finally coming to realize that yeah what's the point of archaeology or any research if you don't share it exactly with the other that is not an archaeologist yeah you know and he doesn't have to be but people will consume it and love it yeah. i mean heritage is it belongs to everybody. Yeah. It will belong specifically your heritage because you're in the US or mine because yeah. I'm in Mexico. So you feel more attached or more like linked to something. Yeah. But the world heritage is for all of us. So it's nice yeah. to go to, for example, Hanson or open days at the universities, to go yeah. to open days of like different archaeology companies to mm -hmm. read these kind of books that are not academically like yeah. not academic format mm -hmm. but that they will just give you archaeology and history in like a more yeah. digested and fun way and it's just yeah. i think that's the best way to interact and just be out there and take yeah. be curious okay. i would say because you can watch as many shows and everything but if you're not curious about it yeah you're never gonna really take anything good Okay. out of what you consume so i yeah. say be curious be open be wild go to the outside if yeah. you find a plant if you find a rock just interest in it and and, and play with it yeah. and and yeah and read amelia peabody that sounds okay. good <laughs> um i just also want to throw something in you said plants don't eat the plants people oh no don't eat the flowers. Don't eat the flowers. Don't lick the plants. Don't lick the rocks. Don't lick the rocks. Don't just randomly touch any substance that's coming from a tree trunk. Yeah. No, please do not. Please don't. That's uh, a yeah. health and safety hazard. <laughs> that is a very high health and safety hazard. Yeah. yeah. You will definitely be getting a toolbox talk on that. You never know what can kill you out there, so... That's very no. true. Yeah, don't... Just don't put anything in your mouths unless... Yeah you know you brought it with you like food and water exactly just just don't 
like things. Yeah. And, and in Mexico, a lot of <laughs> a joke that it's always around yeah. is you know that a very expert archaeologist would just go to a site, yeah. random site, pick up a rock from a building, yeah. give it a nice lick, and be like, yeah, this is probably pre-Mayan in the post-classic period, whatever, whatever, and just because. So people like to go around and be like, no. you reckon if I lick it, I will know? And you're like, no, no, you will not. <laughs> oh, so no, no just okay. stick to the rules. Okay, that's, <laughs> a, in the mouth. that's very good advice. Yeah, I think that's a good <laughs> advice for everybody that's out there, even just in the little forest or in the park, just don't. Yeah. Yeah. I got that. Yeah. Um, do you have any advice besides not licking stuff <laughs> to people who are thinking about getting into archaeology? Hmm. Yeah. I say be persistent in in what you want to do. Don't just settle for something you don't like because it's very easy to find comfortable spaces, but not mm -hmm. comfortable comfort like a comfort zone yeah. for example if you're at the university and you're like very junior scholar and then mm -hmm. a professor offers you a place that is gonna be very badly paid in his project mm -hmm. and you just sit there and you end up just taking photocopies and bringing coffee yeah but it's a job so it's so easy mm -hmm. to settle or for example in, in even commercial archaeology a lot of yeah. us want to make a career in commercial archaeology because you want to and some others are just in the job because mm -hmm. it's a job so i say yeah find what you want and actually pursue it because there is a way there are jobs there are ways there are scholarships there are masters there are companies there is a way to achieve what you want but just don't mm -hmm. settle with something that because it's comfortable to be in because mm -hmm. then you're gonna look back in like two or three years and be like I really wanted to be doing, I would really like to do something totally different, mm -hmm. or this is not where I picture myself, but because it was comfortable. So yeah. get out of the comfort zone and look for stuff, travel a little bit, uh, try to find like a placement in another country, mm -hmm. broaden your horizons and network a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Make friends, make uh, relationships yeah. with every kind of person that you can, yep. with people that are higher in the archaeology ladder than you, yeah. you know, that can throw you a hand if you want to climb a little bit. Yeah. And just network. Yeah. It's a smart network, I would say, and not settling down for the first job that is out there. Because it's easy cool. in a career like this to be like, oh, I got this job, now I'm just sitting here because I'm not going to get nothing else. It might yeah. be hard, but it will be more rewarding to be persistent into finally getting what you want to. And not just sitting. Awesome. I that's, think that's very yeah, good. I think that's my advice. Yeah. Do you I have think. anything else you would like to tell the world? So I really wanted to be in this podcast for a while yeah. and I'm so happy and I feel so flattered and I finally got invited. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this conversation is no different than all the ones that we constantly yeah, have. I know. So it's just <laughs> Thank yeah. you for coming on the podcast. I'm Thank happy you. you were finally able to yeah Come and speak with me yeah this 
is a famous podcast now. Yes. I remember it was featuring which the British archaeology. Yeah, it was British archaeology. Yeah, featuring this uh, podcast, and I was like, that's amazing because yeah. I saw. I remember I saw you doing that first podcast and like how happy and you were and all the effort you've been putting in, like yeah. because it's an amazing podcast. Oh, and I heard all the episodes and I always have fun. I learned yeah. so much. You're amazing. So thank you for having me. Oh. It was fantastic. No problem. Thank yeah. you for coming. Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed the episode. Like always, give us a follow at DitchPod on Twitter or X and send us an email at ditchpod at gmail.com. As always, be a sponge and stay hydrated.